All right. Hello, this is Lee Fuller, and you're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast. So we have been in this series that I'm so excited about, and we're talking about fathers and the different roles that fathers can have in the life of their children. And I know many guys love to have these um, uh, objectives or these benchmarks or these goals, right? So uh, as we go into part two, we're going to cover different areas, that of the motivator and encourager and all these other aspects of being a father, uh, one that is an example of how God is and how he interacts with us. So without further ado, we're going to jump into the podcast. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, and share the podcast if it's been a help to you. But without any further delay, let's jump into part two. So the three roles, according to to this uh, article, was protector, provider, and uh, and disciplinarian. Right? Okay. Um, but I want to. So this is generic, right? The whole world understands this part. Now I want to go into a little bit more of what God expects from uh, Christians, right? Because, uh, like, and I've I've played the the clip before before I believe um, the Denzel clip from Fences where he says, "Who says I got to like you?" You know, um, and he says, "Hey, I provide food for you, right? Hey, who put that roof over your head? Blah blah blah. I'm a provider. Hey, I make sure you got clothes on your back. Hey, I'm a provider, right? It doesn't mean I have to like you. Who, you know, man, your mom made an agreement. Yada yada yada. And I think. So many times, fathers have stopped at the protector, provider, disciplinarian level. And uh, I believe God fulfills these roles, right? As our protector, our provider, and the disciplinarian. But I also believe that God um, extends his roles as well, because he's not just a disciplinarian, right? He's not just a a um, a protector and a provider, right? The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? So God is a God that gives us joy, and it's funny, um, you know, you're a a dad, a father can really bring joy to a household. A father can really bring joy to a home. You can kind of tell the demeanor of the father by the demeanor and the atmosphere that's really in the house, right? If there is some laughter, if there is joy, if there is smiling in the house, typically there is a dad that smiles, that brings joy, that brings laughter, and it's okay, right? The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. There is a joy that comes from God, and there's a joy in knowing God. So fathers, we should also bring that joy to the household, right? Um, my kids call me the fun dad, which is funny. I think this is so funny. They're like, hey, oh, you're the fun dad. Dad, you're the, you're the fun parent, right? And I'm like, but I'm the one that does the disciplining, you know what I'm saying? I'm the one that, um, nope, we're not doing this, and nope, you can't have this, and hey, get up and brush your teeth and get your clothes on, and blah, 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 right? 
because I'm the disciplinarian. But because I'm also, you know, we crack jokes, we make movies, we have movie night and that type of stuff. They see me as the fun dad. And I'm like, oh, I think it's interesting because um, they'll remember, they, they understand both sides. Like they'll, I don't know, you know, and, and let me know in the chat. Uh, or on the review or in the comment section, if you've experienced this too, you know, your your dad may have been the disciplinarian, but he also was the one where you had good times together, right? So it's okay if you balance it, if you accept all the roles, being the standard of the house, being the one that brings joy and fun to the house, all right? Um, I was listening, looking at All Pro Dad, which is a very good resource. It's allprodad.com. It talks about various things and roles as a father. But um, it said that one of the roles of the father is that of a motivator, right? And uh, uh, it, uh, it said, I find that my kids are not always self-motivated to reach their full potential, and character, discipline, and spiritual growth. So it's on the fathers to be that motivator. And that motivator is to help them reach their full potential, right? Um, and character, right? So we're not just pushing our children <coughs> in, in sports for no reason. We're pushing them to develop character, a good work ethic, not to be lazy, to be kind, to be respectful, to have self-respect, right? We are motivating them to be disciplined. Hey, um, we do our homework before we go outside and play, right? Or, hey, it's time for dinner. After dinner, you have to finish that paper before you go to sleep, right? You don't, hey, you're tired. It Okay, people get tired, however, Discipline says, we're going to finish writing this paper before you go to bed tonight. Oh, man, it's already getting late. Hmm. Poor mismanagement, poor management, poor time management, right? Um, but discipline says and character says, hey, I'm not just going to brush off this paper that, that's due tomorrow. I have to stay up and do it. And then I have to wake up early and go to school, right? <laughs> um and we're motivating you to do that. The the dad is many times. So it all pro dad calls it the enforcer. So the disciplinarian enforcer, I see, I see uh both roles. And um uh a huge it said a huge part of having a father in the home is having an enforcer in the home. Kids naturally respond differently to male leadership, especially in the family. Listen, um, you know, like it or not, right? There is a different response to when dad says something typically than when mom says something, especially when that male leadership has been established in the home, when dad says something, right? So, so um, fathers, you can be that support for for mom. You can be that enforcer in the house because when dad speaks, the house should listen, right? Accept this role as, as the enforcer 
uh, in the home. <laughs> uh, dad being the main enforcer of family rules and boundaries at home make mother's job so much easier, right? Because now you're a united front. You know, sometimes my wife will say, hey, here's a new rule. And I didn't necessarily, um, you know, think of the rule. I didn't necessarily, um, I didn't necessarily come up with and uh, felt like we needed another rule. But, you know, it's a fair rule. Uh, my wife sees something I don't see. As dad, we're enforced the rule. We will support it, right? Um, and if we need to go back and talk about it, then we can go back and talk about it, but not in front of the kids because I'm the enforcer. Hey, this is the rule. They call me the sheriff. Hey, you know, uh, in our um, in our family chat, we we had these walkie-talkies. And when we were on family vacation, everybody's got a walkie-talkie, yada, yada, yada. And it's funny because my, my code name on the walkie-talkie was Sheriff. It was like, hey, Sheriff, we're going to the pool. You going to be there? 51, blah, blah, blah. I'll be there. I'm Sheriff out, right? And then we had Firestarter. We had... Um, um, uh, Rocky, you know, we just had different code names. I don't know why I shared that. I just thought that was kind of cool that um, many times they see me as the enforcer because we got to hold the line, right? You got to hold the line, people. Um, but also, watch this. The dad is not only the enforcer, but also the encourager. Can I, can I share some with you fathers? <clears throat> Your children desire your approval. I'm going to say that again. Your children desire your approval. I can't tell you how, as a kid, it meant something when your dad said that he was proud of you. Like when you did something and your dad approved, you know you did something. So your mom's going to improve, you know, hey, you came in fifth place, didn't get a medal, didn't get nothing. Oh, baby, you did so good. Oh, you so fast. Woo. Your dad was like, hey, you'll get them next time. <laughs> hey, hey, good job. Good job. You finished the race. Hey, we'll do some training. You'll, you'll, you'll get them next time, right? Because... Um, when dad encouraged you, it meant something because there was this standard, right? And that's how, that's kind of how, at least in my generation, that's how the dads were. So dad, it's okay to be that encourager, you know, um, let your kids know, uh, Hey, I am so proud of you. You know, when I look at the report cards, I'd say, Oh, look at this. Hey, super smart. Hey, are you a scientist? I see this A in science, right? Or I see this B in science, whatever, right? So um, you, it's, it's our job to encourage them. And this is what God does for us, right? God encourages us, encourages us. Um, when David had lost everything and was doing wrong, uh, doing bad, Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord, right? Uh, he found encouragement in God. And many times as fathers, you know, um, God will come along beside us. He'll send this Holy Spirit and encourage you and let you know, hey, you're doing pretty good, right? Hey, get back up and uh, I forgive you. You can do it. You can do it. Keep going. Keep going, right? The, the, um, the job is tough, but 
you are well able, right? You've got strong shoulders. You were built for this, right? So God can encourage us. Bible says he's the lifter of our head. Oh man, that's, I just remember that verse. That's good. God will lift your head when you look, when you're feeling down. And if God, who's a good father, does that for us, then we as good fathers should be the lifter of our children's head, right? Um, you know, we had this incident where we thought we were going to get accepted into a program. You know, we submitted for this academic program. We thought we were going to get accepted. And we, we did all the paperwork, did the application, and we didn't get accepted. My daughter didn't. I was hot. My wife was hotter, but I was hot. And so I went to my daughter and I said, hey, hey, we... We submitted the application on time. We did all the thing we needed to do. Um, and they didn't recognize you as exceptional, but I do because you are amazing. You know, it's kind of like that. Um, what is it? The help where you is kind, you is smart, right? Well, fathers, when you let your sons know, when you let your daughters know that they are intelligent, they are a man of character. They are a woman of virtue. They are beautiful. They are gracious. They are smart. They are intelligent, right? Um, you know, just as a side note, uh, as a girl dad, I was reading something and it said that our encouragement for our daughters, um, yes, we should all, we should um, encourage them in their appearance. Hey, you are beautiful. Oh, that's a great smile. Oh, your eyes are twinkling today. I see you, right? But it also said to not just encourage about physical attributes, right? Encourage and um, speak life into character qualities as well, right? Wow, you're so caring. Wow, you are very dependable. Man, I see how how patient you were when you, instead of getting frustrated in that a math problem or whatever, right? So I just want us to know that as we are encouraging our children, um, you know, particularly with the girls, and also you can encourage the guys, but not just physical appearance, but also character qualities, right? Wow, you know, man, that was a very kind gesture that you did. I'm very proud of you for that, right? Um. God calls us to be trainers. Oh, my goodness. Uh, now, sometimes we're used to this, right? <laughs> but um, Joshua tells us, what is it? Joshua, and many of us know this verse, Joshua 24, 15. Joshua says, um, if it's evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in land you do let dwell. But as for me and my house, I will serve the Lord, right? For me and my house, I will serve the Lord. I believe this is a training element, right? We have a responsibility to give them lessons that will help them be successful in life. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So as we teach our children to fear the Lord, we're preparing them to have success. We're preparing them 
to be able to make wise decisions when they're no longer oops make wise decisions when they're no longer in our household right so we can teach them to fear the lord um which is the beginning of wisdom right what else what else what else the um as a trainer we should train up a child now i was talking to pastor tommy and uh he he laid some out for me that helped me understand it training takes effort takes intentionality and it means that there is something they have to learn or develop right when god tells us to train up a child it means that there are some things they don't learn they don't know right I know your child is smart. I know your child is so kind and wonderful, but there are things they just don't know. We have to train them. Here is how you interact with adults. Here is how you behave in stores. Here is how you behave at church. Here is how you interact with your friends on the playground. Here, right? There is training that happens and fathers, we are, uh, part of our role is to train our children, you know? So where the world necessarily stops at discipline or, or providing and protecting, we see that we should be training them not only to be good citizens and to be good students in school, but we are to train them in the things of the Lord. I believe it's Deuteronomy. And I'm going to keep going back to this passage because I think it's so valuable. I believe it's Deuteronomy chapter six, right? Deuteronomy chapter six tells us. Um, let's go to verse four. Let me share my screen. Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words I command today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and talk and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. You will bind them as a sign on your hand. There should be frontlet between your eyes. You should write them on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates, right? Um, Paul, or um, in the law, God tells us, hey, in our training, we have to teach them to fear the Lord. We have to keep it forever before them, right? Have in your home. Um, you know, we were, uh, I was reading uh, what was it? No, there was a picture. And um, um, in the picture, there was a... No, 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 no. We were looking at a cartoon and they mentioned Jonah. And my daughter said, hey, I know that story. Ha <laughs> ha! Good job, dad. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pat myself on the back. But um, um, sometimes we... Well, we want our children to know these stories that God has given us, 
right? We want them to know these lessons, right? We want them to understand what the Bible says about various things. We want them to understand that they are to obey their parents, right? So um, these are just into, these are just tools. These are just aspects of what we want um, and need to train our children to be. Um, and then it mentioned that we should be counselors, right? Children don't naturally know. Children don't naturally know how to navigate the issues of life that are just thrown on them, right? See, parents, you've been a child before, right? So you can help them go through childhood because they're going through it for the first time right? I know many times I'll look at something they're dealing with and like, you know what? I remember I've been through that before. I remember not understanding something in school. I remember um, being by myself. I remember parents telling me I had to do this and had to do that. And I had to learn how to clean up and I had to learn wash dishes or whatever the thing that you're training them on, right? You've been a child before, so you can give them counsel on how to deal with the things they're facing, right? You know what it's like when a friend turns their back on you or when you find out that somebody you thought were your friend is, is talking about you. So you can give them counsel on how to deal with it. As, as parents and particularly as fathers, you have perspective, right? When I worked with with coaches and leaders and trainers, one thing they said, people often paid for another perspective, right? And as children, they get they can get our perspective for free. <laughs> so make sure you counsel them, give them wisdom, right? Proverbs says, listen to the counsel of your father, listen to the instruction of your mother, right? So um, parents, give them instruction. Can I, can I tell you something? They may not <clears throat> want to hear it, but they hear it. I'm going to say that again. They may not want to hear it, but they still heard it, right? So when you are speaking in wisdom, when you're giving them counsel, um, what happens is, you give the Holy Spirit a voice to work with, right? Because when they're sitting in their room, when they're crying, when they have their heart broken or when they, whatever the situation is, the Holy Spirit can bring back the words that you said to them and it can encourage them. It can motivate them. It can enforce what you've been training them and it can be that wise counselor. The Bible says, that God is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, right? So God is a counselor. So remember, we have an example, right? God's a counselor. He gives us wise advice on how to handle certain things, right? Um, and then lastly, I want to mention this other thing. I want to mention that we fathers, God specifically teaches us in Ephesians 6, 4, right? In Ephesians 6, 4, God specifically tells us something as fathers. 
Uh, I'm going to read the whole passage. I'm going to start in 6, 1 through 4. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Then it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Right? So we are to discipline, we're to instruct, but don't push them to anger. I know sometimes I really want them to get it. I see the potential. I see how talented they are. And I'm trying to motivate them and encourage them and train them to be better than they think they can be. And sometimes I dip over into the line into anger because they're not responding as quickly as I think they should be, right? Their their character development isn't as quickly as I would hope, right? Um, So I sometimes react in anger. And the Bible checks me as a father. It says, do not provoke your children to anger, right? So I have to be disciplined as I'm teaching them discipline. I have to follow the instructions of the Lord as I'm teaching them to follow the instructions of the Lord because I have a heavenly father too that I am accountable to, just like I expect them to be accountable to the words that I'm sharing with them, right? So yes, we do have a tough position. However, God can grace us God does grace us and he teaches us to um, and he teaches us to train up our children, right? And here are the roles that we must uh, adhere to. And check yourself. This is a good way to see, am I being a father worth honoring or am I being Christ-like? Am I being a father that's a great image of God, my personal father. So are you a protector? Are you a provider? Are you a disciplinarian? Are you a motivator? Are you enforcing? Even when you're tired, you enforce it because you're developing character. (laughs) Are you an encourager? Are you a trainer? And are you a counselor? And as you're fulfilling these roles, Are you doing it in love so that you don't provoke them to anger? If you do this, then your children will rise. um, They will rise and call you blessed. You won't have grief in your old age because you will have raised children that you can be proud of. All right. This is Lee Fuller, Bible in Real Life. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. Make sure you're engaged with us on social media. Uh, Make sure you're following and saying amen and chatting and connecting with us. And if this podcast has been helpful to you, be sure to share it. The world needs to understand the roles and the responsibilities of fathers. And it gives us a benchmark, right? I love a checklist where I can look and say, you know what? I really need to be more of an encourager or I've been slack in enforcing the principles. 
right? Or, hey, you know what? Let me get it, you know, because I want to be an even better provider. I want to provide for my children's children. Come on, somebody. Uh, this is Lee Fuller, Bible in Real Life. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. All right, bye-bye. You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Fuller, where questions about the Bible meet real life.